Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode with yours truly, Deborah Spears, for all things related to being holistically healthy. And today I have a very, very special guest joining me. I'm so excited. He's going to give us some new information. We're talking about things related to our health, and that is mind, body, spirit, soul, everything. And today, we're gonna learn about the benefits of mushrooms. He's gonna give us a lot of information that we've never even thought of before. And I'm so excited to introduce you to uh, my guest today. And his name is Jeff Chelton. Jeff, say hello to everyone. Hello everybody, Deborah. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Uh, Jeff has a company. He's been working with this for decades, and um, he's going to give give us a background and just we'll get going. Just first, let's tell us a little bit about you and how you got started with this. Well, I I, uh, I live up in the Pacific Northwest. I was raised in Seattle area, and you know, up here we have lots of forest, and it rains a lot in in the fall and during the winter. So, because of all that rain we have a lot of mushrooms that come up and, and they're everywhere in the fall. That's the mushroom season for us. So I, I was raised around that and, and I went out mushroom hunting early and really enjoyed it. You, you know, a mushroom hunt is kind of like a treasure hunt. You're out there walking through the woods and then all of a sudden you find something that's like, oh my goodness, look at that. Yeah. And uh, so uh, as a youngster, that's really fascinating to be out there. Yeah. And they're beautiful. I, oh. I never know how to pick them, but they're beautiful. Different yes. colors and different um. shapes. And you know, let's face it, mushrooms are one of those little oddball things out there in a sense. They're not a plant. They're not an animal. They have yeah. their own kingdom. So yeah. It is a bit of a different type of uh, organism. Yeah. And then when I went to university, and I, I started university in 1965, so I, I'm sort of a child of the 60s back there. And when I went to university, I decided, you know what, I'd like to continue, and I'd like to study mushrooms. And so I, part of my studies was in mycology, which is the study of fungi, and also anthropology. And anthropology is the study of cultures. And so my major being anthropology, I studied the use of mushrooms around the world for food, for medicine, and also for shamanic purposes. So that's kind of how I got my, my initial start. Okay. So we always, we talk a lot on, on, on this show about the healthy things that Mother Nature gave us, and mushrooms definitely fall in that category. It's like, I'm here to help you use me uh, to stay healthy. And the work's already done. I, I gave it to you. Just use it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is so true. I mean, and, and, you know, that's where I think it's so important that we maintain that connection to nature because that's one of the things that's, that's kind of missing in today's world, uh, especially as people become more urbanized. I mean, here in yeah. British Columbia, where I live now, um, in the city of Vancouver, they actually do farm tours for school children so they actually know what it looks like to see how their food grows. Yes. Yes, I mean, we need to do more of that. Absolutely, that gets you moving. And, and, and then when you have an understanding of that, you can actually um, learn to like 
better things, different things. Not oh yeah, oh yeah, and, that, and that's where that's where having um, access. You know, a lot a lot of the schools out here they will have a garden in the primary schools, and so the kids actually get to get out, get their hands in the dirt, and plant yeah. things and harvest yeah. things. And of course, harvesting is always the fun part, right? Yes, yes. So you can see the before and after. It's like a miracle. And it didn't come out of a package. I no. talk a lot about that on the show. Eat things that don't come out of a package, please. Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's like going to a supermarket and all the middle aisles are full of this uh, packaged, yes. you know, bottled or boxed or whatever. And it's like, I don't even go in there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So today we're going to, uh, I guess, I, I guess I would like to know the nutritional benefits of it. Uh, you know, I want you to break down all the different varieties of mushrooms that you could, but give us some of the nutritional benefits. I know it's protein because I primarily eat um, vegetables and fruit. I don't eat meat at all. Okay. And so I go for um, things that have protein in it, like mushrooms, but I really want to break that sure. down. Sure, absolutely. And, and first, let me just say that, that you know, it's like um, the fact that there are different mushroom species, and every species has a little bit different profile in terms of the nutritional profile, but I'll, I'll give you a, a basic profile. It'll be kind of a range in each category, but just okay. so that you have an idea of, of the general nutritional value of mushrooms. First of all, when I started growing mushrooms, which was back in 1973, I worked 10 years on a commercial mushroom farm. We were growing the button mushroom, which is the standard mushroom that we see in the supermarkets. And, and um, at that time, the whole world, or at least in, in North America, thought, oh yeah, mushrooms, they're good, they're a garnish, they're, uh, they're flavorful, but they have no medicinal, or they have no value nutritionally. And the reason they said that, which is really interesting, was that mushrooms are very low in calories. Absolutely. And, and back in those days, it was like, if it doesn't have calories, it's not a food, right? right. <laughs> so, you know, today we, we appreciate yeah, but we foods with low yes, cal, right? No cal little or no calories, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So so mushrooms in general have between ten, I mean between twenty and forty percent uh, protein. That button mushroom is actually one of the highest mushrooms in protein. Okay. They they're primarily for the most part they're made up of carbohydrate. But the interesting part about that is the carbohydrates are really good nutritional carbohydrates. Like, for example, a lot of the carbohydrate is mannitol, which is a very slow-acting carbohydrate. So we digest it slowly, which is what we yes. want when we have a carbohydrate. Yes. And, um, and then another carbohydrate is what's called a beta-glucan. And this beta-glucan uh, makes up up to 50% of the cell wall in a mushroom. And, okay. and it's not only a good carbohydrate, but a beta-glucan is what makes a mushroom medicinal. And yes. we'll talk a little bit more about the beta-glucans as we go on. But, but okay. so, so we've got 20 to 40% protein. We've got probably um, anywhere from... 30 to 70% carbohydrate. 
we have about 8% fats and the fats are, are really good fats. It's uh, mostly linoleic acid, which is a very positive fat. Um, it's got good vitamins in there. It's got vitamin uh, B1, 2, and 3, which is uh, riboflavin, niacin, um, and these, these actually, if you eat 100 grams, which is about, um, oh, let's say four ounces of mushrooms, which really is not that much, yeah. you'll, get, you'll get up to 25% of those particular B vitamins yeah. from that 100 grams. And just to give you an idea, those button mushrooms and, uh, um, that you see, one of those things, a medium-sized button mushroom is about... Um, 40 grams, so it's about an ounce and a half. So you would only have to eat three of those fresh to be getting 25% of B1, 2, and 3. It's really yes. fantastic. And they're, they're high in uh, potassium, they're high in phosphorus, um, and, and they've got a good, uh, um, you know, the rest of the minerals are all just normal, what you'd get. So, so really, in terms of a really good food. Mushrooms are a good food. And one of the things that we need to talk about too is, is how to prepare them because that's really important. Yes. And so you mentioned something about the carbohydrates being a slow carbohydrate. And the reason I bring that up is because I work with a lot of diabetics. Yes. Type 2 diabetes is a popular yes. topic for people that listen to me. And I wanted to, you know, that's so important because they're trying to find the right carbohydrates. And so the benefits of mushrooms for a diabetic. Well, yes, and, and you know what? This is one of the things I, I, I left out, and I'm glad you brought that up, is because the, the, uh, those carbohydrates um, being slow active, and primarily that's because mushrooms are very high in fiber. Absolutely. And that fiber is, is very, very high quality. And that's, that's where these uh, beta-glucans come in because, yes. because the majority of those beta-glucans are actually insoluble fibers. So they're feeding yes. our microbiome. Yes. And the fiber is also critical for the diabetics. So Absolutely. They're, getting, they're getting a double bonus if they just add mushrooms to their diet. Yes, so. and, and the fact is, is that the, the mushrooms can be filling. So you're not feeling hungry. Um, after you're eating them. In fact, there are good studies um, that have been done on one of the mushrooms, which is called maitake, and those studies show that they are very good for diabetics, and they have a very positive effect. Okay, yeah. I mean, I wanted to throw that in because I know the diabetics are listening, well, and, and that's a big issue with them, always being hungry and trying to find filling foods, and trying to select the right carbohydrates and the yes. blend. Yes. So yeah, the, the mushroom adding that to their diet would be so would be wonderful. You mentioned the farm, and I'm just curious what it's like <laughs> to to, to, to kind of are you where you yeah, live? I know. Have you ever been to a mushroom farm? No, I, I've never. I've never been. So I'm curious about what. Yeah, it, I know. Have you like. ever seen pictures of a mushroom farm? No, I actually saw your picture. I went, I did see your one of your pictures where it looks like you had tons of mushrooms behind you and you were holding some. Yeah. Uh, but is that what the farm looks like? That's that's one of what a farm looks like. You know, in in uh, in North America, we tend to put a lot of money into any kind of operation. So in North America, what they do is they grow mushrooms in big, almost like big warehouses or the older thing in big barns. 
So it's all indoors, and that's mostly your your button mushroom that they do that, and and that grows on a a compost of straw. So mm -hmm. it it's feeding on straw, and that button mushroom because it it normally grows out in the pastures. So straw, I like straw. Other mm -hmm. mushrooms like um, shiitake or maitake, they grow on wood. So they, they're grown on either wood logs and, and or sometimes sawdust. And here's something that's really interesting about it is that, that agaricus mushroom that is mostly grown in the United States in terms of that's the primary mushroom that's grown in the United States. Okay. That mushroom does not need light to grow. So you've probably heard of that whole thing. Oh, I must be a mushroom because they've got me in the dark and they're feeding me bullshit, right? Yeah. Well, that mushroom doesn't need light to grow. So traditionally, like in France, they used to grow it in caves. And the beauty of the cave was it was a constant temperature. They didn't need light, but most mushrooms need light to grow. Okay. Because if they don't have enough light, they'll end up with a really long stem and a little small okay. cap. And so most mushrooms need light. So what you saw in terms of the picture of me in a greenhouse full of mushrooms, it was actually a greenhouse with shade cloth, lots of fresh uh -huh. air, lots of, am, you know, so, the, and that's, that's how we grow our mushrooms. And again, we grow all our mushrooms in China, so they don't have a lot of money to put into big warehouses and they, you know, these warehouses, they have climate controls and it's all a lot of equipment. So we do it pretty much in a very natural way. Okay. So is there a difference between mushrooms and that mycelium? Mycelium? Mycelium. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and here's, here's something that, um, you know, just this particular organism that we call a mushroom, actually, you know, it starts, it starts from a spore and, and mushrooms don't have seeds, right? You'll never, you'll never see a mushroom seed. You can't just take a seed and go plant it and a mushroom comes up. Interesting. Instead, mushrooms produce spores and when those spores are are out in nature they'll land on the ground or on a piece of wood or something and they will germinate into a very very fine filament um, and then those filaments come together and form a network of all these filaments and that network is called mycelium okay okay we normally don't see it because that mycelium that's growing is in the ground or inside the piece of wood. And if oh. you did see it, what you might say is you'd go, oh, that looks kind of like a mold. Um, it's not uh, classified as a mold, it's, it's called mycelium. And when conditions are right, because what the mycelium does is it's out there breaking down all of that organic matter. So, so you know, all the leaves that fall every year, all the branches in the woods or wherever, those get broken down by fungi, by this mushroom mycelium. And that's part of the whole life cycle of our planet is it's breaking down all that organic matter into humus and into two compounds that everybody else can feed on. Interesting, so, so that's how they grow? So, I mean, so basically, yeah, that mycelium is what, what starts and then in the fall, when the temperature drops, and when it starts to rain and get moist, because mushrooms need a high humidity, okay. the mushroom comes up. 
And the mushroom comes up and maybe it'll take two weeks to come up and be mature. And as it matures, that mushroom cap opens up and underneath are all of these gills. The spores are produced on those gills. The spores drop, they fly out into the environment and that's the cycle of this oh. organism. So it's spore, mycelium, and oh. mushroom. So they keep reproducing. So it, it, it's a continuum. And, well, yes, and, and, and you know what? As long as, they, as long as they find a food source, okay. they will continue to reproduce. And, and so, you know what's kind of interesting about mushroom uh, pick, you know, out there, your mushroom hunting, Deborah, is that if you find mushrooms in a certain spot, as long as the food source is still there, let's say, let's say it's right uh, close to a tree and the tree keeps dropping leaves every year and they just keep feeding on those leaves, you can go back to that spot every year okay. to find mushrooms. And that's why if you ever talk to a, a wild mushroom grower and you say, well, so where do you find these? They say, oh, well, you know, that's kind of a secret. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so I'm glad you said that because they continue to grow if they're in the right spot, right temperature. We see mushrooms that pop up from nowhere in in you know just regular those are different well well yeah so you're talking about the wild mushroom and and this is what's happening you see the mushroom but you don't see what's underneath it what's in okay. the ground there and that's that mycelium so in okay. a sense that's almost like the tree but in this case the tree is you can't really see it and the mushroom is like the apple that comes off that tree. So the mycelium is this network of, of fibers and branches and, and it uh, looks, if you were to actually see it and pull back the ground, you would see it in there and think, oh, it looks like there's a mold growing in the, in the dirt or in the, in the okay. wood or whatever it is. We don't normally see that. We just see the mushroom and think, wow, look at that, it's a mushroom. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Right, and you say wild mushrooms. So those are the mushrooms that we don't eat because they're wild? Well, you know, we do eat them, but there, you know, there's maybe a good uh, dozen or 20 of them that are really, really good, really delicious. But you don't want to pick any wild mushrooms unless you have an expert with you that can say, okay, yeah, everything's good. This one is fine. So okay. we'll, we'll pick that one. So, so no, people go out about all the time in the fall, all across the country to hunt wild mushrooms. Okay, all right. So is that a myth that you don't eat the mushrooms if you see them growing because they're not um, healthy for you? You should only um, eat the mushrooms that have been growing in a certain environment. That is a myth, yeah, yeah, that, that is a myth. No, no, well, the wild mushrooms, they're, they're, there's wild mushroom clubs all over the United States that uh, so if a person if any one of your listeners ever wants to learn a little bit about w wild mushrooms just check out to see in in most large cities there is a mushroom club and in the fall okay. they love to take people out and mm -hmm. and out here every year they also will put on a, a mushroom show where the members bring in mushrooms from all over the, the area and they will identify them so you can go to these shows and you can look okay. at them and go oh i've got that in my lawn or oh i've seen oh, that one before and you can kind of learn a little bit about it and what i tell people is go out with people that know learn maybe one or two of the mushrooms get to know them well 
so that if you ever want to, you know, if you're taking a walk through the woods and you find these things, you can go, oh, I know that mushroom. I've eaten it before. It's delicious. I'm going to take some back. But never, never pick a mushroom and just take it home and fry it up and okay. eat it without being sure of what it is. Okay. And they have to be cooked. They have to be ripe at a certain, it's, it's kind of like any fruit. If you pick it too soon and it's not ripe, it's not a good time to you, well, wanna... you know what, especially with wild mushrooms, wild mushrooms, they're, they're, you know, it's not like when we grow mushrooms and we are harvesting them as they get to a certain stage. A wild mushroom, it, you know, you can, I can go out there hunting wild mushrooms. Oh yeah, that's, that's a wonderful mushroom, but oh, it's too old or it's, it's not in good oh. condition. I'm going to leave it. In fact, whenever I take people out mushroom hunting with me, they go, oh, I found this. I found that. It's a just leave it. What? I have to leave it? <laughs> yes, it's not in good shit condition. You don't uh, want to eat that. It's, it's an edible mushroom, but you don't want to eat it because it can be okay. good. So, okay. so yes. And, and even, listen, even when you go into your supermarket and look at some of the mushrooms there, you can see at times, you look at them and go, oh, God, those look kind of old and tired. And Because and, uh, a lot of produce managers do not know how to manage mushrooms very well and especially when it comes to something like shiitake or some of these others they leave mm -hmm. them out and you know when people can grab them and look at them and pretty soon they've been picked over and broken and and so so really it's the same if you go in the store sometimes i mean they're all edible of course but sometimes the condition is not very good it's been there too long and i go into some stores i say you shouldn't even have these on your shelf and so the nutritional value changes when they've been on the shelf too long? Well, you know what? Not so much, but, but like a lot yes. of, like, like any, any produce, you know what happens with all produce is, is it will start to rot a little right. bit, you know? And it's just like when you get, you know, you get that apple and you go, oh, I can't wait. You bite into it and it's like, it's like mush. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's too mature, right? Yes. So yes. It, yes. It's, it's no different than that. Okay, cool. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is from a, a med health perspective, medicine and mushrooms, the, the benefits of mushrooms, what's that all about? Well, you know what? I, I was uh, um, uh, mentioned these beta-glucans. What, what they've found in, in Asia is that certain mushrooms had immunological activities that boosted our immunity. And so they actually use about 10 or 12 mushrooms in traditional Chinese medicine. And, and normally what they would do is they would take these mushrooms, they'd dry them, and then they would at some point make them into a tea and they'd drink the tea. And, and so, so the main purpose of that was um, to basically enhance our immunity. Some of, the, some of them were, okay, people are, are in an illness, they're having a little bit of difficulty climbing out of it, they just can't get over the hump, so to speak. So they'll give them these mushrooms to, to help their immune system cope. And, and so what's interesting is that, that they've done a lot of studies in China and Japan, scientific studies that demonstrate these these um, beta-glucans will activate our immune cells. Ah, 
So you can you can you can get that activation just by eating mushrooms. In fact, one of the mushrooms that that we uh, uh, sell and is very famous is called reishi. It's like a piece of wood. It is hard, so it's not one you eat. You make a tea out of. They call it the mushroom of immortality. And really? this is something yes, and this is something that people, especially you know what. As you get older, your immune system starts to weaken a bit. I mean, you just, you know, aging is like that. So, so they would, people who reached a certain age, they were just starting to take reishi and drink reishi tea on a regular basis. It's just part of their, their whole dietary uh, regime. <laughs> so, so that is the, the main, um, what I would say, function for most of these mushrooms. But some of them have other kind of really interesting uh, activities. One of them right now is called lion's mane. And, and, oh, man, people are going crazy for this lion's mane. And the reason is that it has traditionally been used to enhance cognition and enhance memory and, and to sort of help with dementia kind of slow down dementia well god you know who can't who can't use a little bit of memory help right i mean yeah. so so there's a category out there right now deborah maybe you've heard about it it's called uh, nootropics it's kind of a new word but they've been using it and there's a this category of nootropics nootropics is in is any any plant or any food that um will enhance our natural um, abilities uh, will somehow give us a little more um, like for example a, a classic nootropic would be coffee mm -hmm. okay well the the fact that it's got the, the uh, caffeine in it that makes it a nootropic but yes. so there's a mushroom out there called lion's mane and they've done studies in japan where they've had two groups of elderly people who are about 70 one group took three grams a day of lion's mane the other group was a control group nothing they did th they took a test they took a, a battery of tests in the beginning after 90 days they tested them both again and the group that was consuming the lion's mane scored much higher and much higher than the group that wasn't Interesting. And, and, and this is just one of a number of tests with this particular mushroom, lion's mane. And, and what was really interesting was that after, after the group stopped taking lion's mane, they waited, and 30 days after that, they gave the, both groups the same tests again. And the group that was taking the lion's mane and scored so well, after stopping, <laughs> they went back down to the the norm, and, and so it was a really interesting study. Was this a tea? What what was the what steps did they take? Did they drink it in they, the form of a tea? This, uh, they took this just as a a powder. Um, so they took uh, I, I think three, uh, or, or I know what they took. They took two five hundred milligram capsules three times a day. Okay which equaled three grams of the dried powder. Three grams of the dried powder. Deborah, that's only 30 grams. 30 grams is, is one ounce. 
So, so that could be maybe one or two fresh lion's mane mushrooms. If you have lion's mane in your market, oh my goodness, it is a delicious mushroom. You've got to try it. Okay. Now, so that is that the mushroom or the supplement? Well, that was just the mushroom powder. Okay. Just the dried mushroom powder. Um, so, so, you know, and, and the supplements, it depends. Some supplements might be that some supplements, like what we do with ours is we take those lion's mane mushrooms and we dry them and then we, uh, uh, grind them to a powder. Then we do a one-time extraction where we will cook that powder for three hours at uh, 180 degrees. Uh, then we will uh, concentrate the fluid down and we cool it all down. We concentrate the fluid. We, we send it off and dry it all, powder and all. And then that's what we would sell. We would sell that mushroom powder pre-digested. And, and um, that's a process that we like a lot because for one, um, when you grind things up, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like all that surface area. It, it, you're getting everything, you know, you know, one of the things, and of course that, that, you know, certainly growing up and, and everything, it was like, chew your food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, you know, you can eat things and if, and if you don't chew them properly, you're not going to get all the benefits, right? Yeah. Um, and some things are easier to chew than others. So like a lot of fruits, okay, that's pretty easy. But something that's a little more tough or fibrous or something, maybe we'll, we'll eat it and, and not get it completely chewed and it doesn't get broken down completely and it moves right through us. We don't get all the nutrients. When you do something to powder, oh man, you're, you're going to get all of it. It's going to be all there. So, But we pre-digested a little bit because mushrooms actually, because of all the fiber there, they're a lot of some of those nutrients are a little more difficult to get out. So what that means is a hey, be sure and chew your mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, uh, did your research start here and then you sort of moved? How did you end up in China? And how long were you there? What was that all about? Well, you know, I, I spent, like I said, I spent 1973 to 1983 working on this big mushroom farm. That farm was so big. We, we grew 2 million pounds of mushrooms every year. On that mushroom farm. farm in China. No, no, this was in the United States. Okay, was that in Washington State? That was in Washington State, and it was the okay. only. It was the only farm in Washington State. Only you know, farm. You know where they have the, the biggest uh, um, a group of mushroom farms in the U.S. is in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, the, I think sixty percent of all the mushrooms in the United States are grown in Pennsylvania. Wow. A huge industry, but but you know when I left the farm and and during that period I was reading a lot about medicinal mushrooms. Uh -huh. And, and uh, I started up my own little farm, but then I realized, you know what, growing mushrooms or growing any produce, the biggest issue with that is how do I get my fresh produce to the market before it spoils? Oh man, I do not. I mean, I sympathize with farmers. I mm -hmm. really do. You know what it's like? And, and, and you, know, you probably know of all the produce that gets thrown out you know, every day from all of these markets because it's no longer saleable. Mm -hmm. Well, I realized that. And so in 1989, I went to China. And at that point, I had read a lot about medicinal mushrooms. And I thought, you know, the great thing about that is they're dry. So it's a dry product. And, and as a supplement, that's what supplements are. They're dry powders. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's something that can go on the shelf. 
I don't need to worry about it going bad. So, so for me, I went over there. I, uh, and the next 10 years, actually, I went over to a conference in 1989. And so then the next 10 years, I went to conferences almost every year, every other year. I toured around. I, I visited mushroom farms all over. I visited research institutes. It was amazing because remember, at that time, the only mushroom that they were growing in the United States was this agaricus mushroom, this button mushroom. And in China, they were growing 12 different mushrooms. Okay. So, so it was like, wow, as a mushroom grower, I'm just like, this is fantastic. And, and when I was at the, the agaricus farm, we did have a Japanese scientist there. Okay. He was growing shiitake, he was growing oyster mushroom, and he's growing a mushroom called enokitake. So I was exposed to it there, and man, that just made me, okay, this is just, this is fantastic. So going to China and, and seeing all that there, I realized, wow. And, and one of the things that I also realized was that, was that a fresh mushroom, maybe you can take it to the market and get $5 a pound for those fresh mushrooms. But when you dry it out, a mushroom is 90% water, like most vegetables and fruits. Yes. So all of a sudden, that pound of dried mushrooms, you have to get $50 for it. Mm -hmm. and, and the economics did yes. not work for supplements. Mm -hmm. Absolutely did not work. Okay. So, so I organized, after going to a lot of farms and factories, I, I, I started working with some... Uh, people over there who I've been working with now for 25 years, and they organized the mushroom production for me. They processed them into what we call our extract powders. And, oh. and look, I'm also totally um, behind organic uh, produce and fruits. I believe in that totally. I am really against the use of chemicals that we've got out there in our agriculture and our food. I, I'm totally against that. So in 1992, my company in, in Canada was certified. And then in 1997, I went to China and I took the largest certifier, organic certifier from the United States with me to China, organized the very first organic certification workshop for mushrooms in China, 1997. Mm -hmm. Well, and that actually uh, made it more popular there or was it already, uh, everybody understood the benefits of mushrooms in China? Oh, the Chinese have been eating mushrooms for a long time. And, and here's what's really interesting, Deborah, is that, is that back in the 70s and 80s, the Japanese and the Taiwanese all moved their production into China. Mm. So, so China today, and this is, this is just kind of incredible, they grow in China 85% of the world's mushrooms. 85%, think about that's, that for a minute. 85% of the world's mushrooms are grown in China. It's mm. like, so, so, and-, and Are and they the, grown organically? Well, not all of them are grown organically. Okay. Absolutely not. No, but but after my workshop there, all of the mushrooms that we use are grown organically, and the organic 
uh, growing of mushrooms exploded. And today there's lots of other growers yeah. that are growing organic. And, and look, you know, I, I figured out that I couldn't grow mushrooms in the United States and sell them as supplements. What that meant was, well, there's no business there. There's no way to get these medicinal mushrooms to people. I can grow them in China yes. where, where it's still, we still have the ability to do that. So, so my feeling is, look, if I can go there and if I can introduce them to a method of agriculture that does not use chemicals, hey, it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Is there a, a, how much mushroom or mushroom powder or mushroom supplement is necessary for what does the research say for the health benefits uh, i know because here what we have i i have a lot of people who do different things but they do it periodically and occasionally and they don't see the benefits of it so how much of the mushroom would you need to incorporate in your daily diet actually to see the benefits you just talked about with your memory and your immune system what does the research tell us so far well, you know what, um, I would say that, you know, like in this particular research for the lion's mane, where they were using three dried grams, which is only one ounce of fresh mushrooms a day. Mm -hmm. And then there's another uh, paper that was written back in the 90s by a physician in the United States. And he looked at what they were using traditionally for the this mushroom we call the reishi mushroom and and it was basically two to five dyed, dried grams which means 20 to 50 grams fresh mm -hmm. so so that that's what i would say i would say i would say minimum maybe uh 30 grams fresh which is not a lot which doesn't mean you have to eat mushrooms every day but you could put them you could have them uh every second or third day but mm -hmm. but you know what i and i and what i say to people too is i say look put mushrooms into your diet first. Start eating mushrooms. They're a fabulous food. They mm -hmm. taste good. They mm -hmm. go with anything. Before you think about supplementation, which is expensive, yes. um, buy mushrooms and work them into your diet. And, and, and let me talk a, just a, for a second about how to cook mushrooms because, I mean, how many Very times have you heard people say, ah, oh, Mushrooms, they're slimy little things. I just can't stand them. <laughs> you know, you can't imagine how many times I've heard that. In my life. Yeah. They well, do get a little slimy when you well, well, mine wrong. <laughs> well, see, and, and here's here's the issue with mushrooms is that is that you know they're you know like a vegetable, they're 90% water. You don't steam them, you you fry them, and most people fry them at too low a temperature. You mm. have to use a hot pan because on a low temperature, what happens is that all the water comes right out of them. And, and now you've got these things that are sitting in a pool of water as you're cooking them. I mean, unless you're making a gravy, that's not how you want to cook them. Okay. What I do is, is um, and I, I'll, you know, whatever your, your favorite oil is, I mean, I, I just use butter. Um, I put them in there. Don't slice them too thin. Leave them about maybe, uh, I don't know, up to a quarter of an inch thick. Um, put them in the, in the oil, but make sure that pan and the oil is hot before you start cooking them. Throw them in, 
fry them up. And, and what I like to do is I like to brown each side. And, and I mean, sometimes I, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, where like I'll even go in there and, you know, I'll do my best to flip them after the first one. But if they don't all flip properly, I'll go in and by hand and I'll just turn them over so that both sides get that really nice browning. And what that mm -hmm. does is it, is it not only adds a little bit of flavor, but it also seals in the moisture. Okay. And, and so, so, and my, my recommendation too is cook them a little longer than shorter. I like to cook them for maybe 10 minutes in that hot pan. And again, I like to brown them up. So when they come out, they, believe me, they are not slimy because you've browned them off and you've sealed mm -hmm. in the moisture and, and then you can put them in anything you want. Like for me, oh. I love them in, um, stir fries. I mean, I can't make a stir fry without the yeah. mushrooms in there. Um, you can put them into omelets. Uh, I'll eat them just as one of my vegetables that night where I'll just have a, mm. a whole bunch of, uh, Deborah, yeah. I can eat, I can eat up to seven ounces of yeah. like the button mushrooms in a sitting. No problem. Yeah. And you know, that's maybe, fine. maybe add a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. That's all, all I do. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you ever prepare them uncooked with the salad, or you know what? No, not really. And and, and what I would say is is you're not they're not going to be as digestible if you do them uncooked. But and some people say, oh, don't ever eat uncooked mushrooms. You know what? Um, don't worry about it. If you if you like to have them, you're out in a salad bar or something. You want some some mushrooms in there? That's fine. Okay. That's fine. You know they're good. And and uh, um, but I, I normally will will cook mine. The mushroom that I recommend to everybody because it's got very powerful medicinal activity, and that is shiitake. Shiitake, yes. Do you, do you eat shiitake? Shiitake, I do. That's a very popular one in the supermarkets here, and I, so I do um, often buy that one only because that's what I know, and I'm comfortable with you know you buy what you know. Yeah. Oh no, I absolutely. I put a try button. You I've say never what? tried button. You I've never tried button. I'm going really? to try button. Oh wow! I, I'm surprised because that's usually the one that most people eat. But but try it. It's it's a delicious mushroom. And and you see what's interesting about the button mushroom is that it is an immature mushroom. So oh. if you buy the shiitake, you'll you'll look at the shiitake and you'll see all the gills and everything. Yes. Okay. If you look at the button mushroom, you won't see any gills because it's closed up tight, and they do that basically to create longer shelf life oh that's why it's a button and a button just means it's an immature mushroom so if you ever see those big uh, i think they call them maybe portobellos and they're really big and you turn them over and you got all the gills and they're brown and they're big yeah. and you can almost yeah. slice them up like a steak or something and <laughs> throw them right in right <laughs> that is a button mushroom that's mature yeah. Now, do they stay fresh when, if you cook them and you refrigerate them, can you say cook enough for a, go back a week later and still eat the ones you've cooked and the nutritional value is still there? Well, yeah, but you know, a week, a week in the, even in the fridge from a lot of things I find is maybe a little bit too a little long. long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, and believe me, I, I'm somebody who anything left over, it goes right into some container into the fridge and all throw it into something, you know, the next yeah. couple of days. And sometimes I'll, I'll cook something up that I'll feast on for three days or something. Yeah. So we don't worry. We shouldn't worry about the quality. 
or should we? You mean you mean when, when it when we're purchasing them from the supermarket? Oh well, well no. I, this is where again what I'm saying about that is is you look at those and and if if they look like you know they're they're getting frayed like from too, too much handling or if they look you know just kind of ragged like if it's an oyster mushroom shiitake mushrooms if you see the gills of those which should be white mm -hmm. if you see the gills starting to get some brown spots on them those are over the hill because mm -hmm. uh, what those brown spot, spots are is actually bacteria and, oh. and so you know, and, and, and the same thing with the shiitake, it shouldn't feel like rubbery or anything. I mean, the shiitake should be nice and firm and, mm -hmm. and you know, look good to where you're looking at it and go, wow, that looks good. I mean, you can generally tell, and, and with the button mushrooms, if they, if that box of button mushrooms now have, they've sort of like opened up and they're getting a little bit dry, I would look at them and go, okay, is that really what I want or not? So there are ways of, of certainly looking at it. And part of it too is just checking out the mushroom area every time you're in there just to see what they look like. And you can generally tell when something is starting to look a little bit like it's Absolutely. been sitting there too long. Yes. And, and, and uh, you know, like sometimes the shiitake that I get here, man, they, they leave it in there for a week in, in the sort of in a, in a cooler. And I, mm -hmm. and I come back and I'm just looking at it and going like, these look terrible. Mm -hmm. Why are you still selling these things? <laughs> Absolutely. You need to throw them away. Wow. So what? Um, so before we wrap up, what is the takeaway that you would like for my listeners uh, regarding uh, mushrooms benefits and how they how should they should proceed to have a healthier life? We talk a lot about where you are now and where you'd like to be as far as your health is concerned. And not taking a lot of medications, but taking what's prescribed by your doctor. I always include the disclaimer because um, my background and my history is nursing, but I am actually not telling anybody not to do anything that their doctors have prescribed for them. But we try to talk about how to use your nutrition and your diet to keep healthy, to stay healthy. What would, what's the takeaway you'd like for them to have with regards to mushrooms? Well, well, what I would say is. Um, Introduce yourself to, if you're not eating mushrooms right now, uh, try them. Um, there, you know, there's lots of recipes out there uh, on the net, but again, be sure they're cooked in a hot pan long enough, brown them up, doesn't matter which mushroom it is, it'll taste much better that way and, and it won't be soggy or anything like that. Um, so put mushrooms into your diet, start with maybe one species, try the other shiitake, is wonderful. You know, in, in, in China, shiitake is called shanggu, and what that means is fragrant mushroom. Shiitake uh -huh. has one of the most wonderful odors. It is a delicious, delicious uh -huh. mushroom. So put mushrooms into your diet. If you want to supplement, what I would say is that um, supplementation is fine. I mean, that's, that's what we do is we sell mushrooms as supplements but one of the things you have to be very careful about is that there's a lot of supplements out there that call themselves mushroom but they're actually just mycelium that's been grown on grain so and and the front panel will say mushroom so turn it over look at the supplements facts look in the other ingredients and if it says anything about a grain in there like rice or mm -hmm. oats or something like that okay stay away from that 
Um, and if it says mycelium on the back, stay away from that. That's not a real mushroom. So you have to be careful about that if you want to supplement. But again, like, like, like I'm saying, put them into your diet and make them part of that diet because in, in a sense, you know what, Deborah, I kind of look at them almost as the missing link. That's yes. something they've been used in Asia for thousands of years at a wonderful mm. food in Eastern Europe. I mean, mushrooms are a great food and we need to eat more mushrooms and get more mushrooms into our diet. They're a very, very healthy food. So make it part of your diet. Okay, so tell everybody about your, your supplement. If you have your uh, supplement, uh, how they can reach you and your book. You, know, you didn't mention your book, you have a book. Um, well, you know what, uh, after, after 10 years at the, at the mushroom farm, I wrote a book in 1973 called uh, The Mushroom Cultivator. And it was all okay. about how you can grow mushrooms at home. A 400 page book, it's still out there. Uh, it still sells every year, it's amazing. Uh, called the and mushroom where can they find it? Probably, probably on Amazon. Um, okay. It might be expensive these days, but I don't know. Give it a, you can take a look if you're interested in growing mushrooms at home, but, but also come to our website. Our website is namex.com, N-A-M-M-E-X.com. We have a lot of information on, on okay. mushrooms and the benefits of mushrooms. And then if you want to try our supplements, our supplements, uh, because we're basically a wholesaler, but we do have a retail line. It's at realmushrooms.com, one word, realmushrooms.com, and that's where we have our our supplements, and so, and we've also got a lot of good information there. You know, so much of what I'm doing, Deborah, is, is helping to educate people about mushrooms. Absolutely, and so you manufacture, operate, own and operate your mushrooms, so the supplements come directly from your... Uh, that's right, from, that's absolutely right, yes. Yes, and some are organic and some are not. All of our products are organic. All are organic. Products. Okay, I wanted to get that in so everybody. Great, knows. yeah, and, and that's, that's really important. Okay. I totally believe in that. All right. <coughs> okay, all right. We appreciate so much having you. I know I learned a lot. I'm hoping my listeners learned a lot as well. And if you have any updates, I'd love to hear from you so you can come back and share more. I will include your contact information in the description so that my listeners can find you that way and send me anything that you'd like me to include with that. And um, we'll go from here. I'm excited to go shopping for mushrooms now. <laughs> I usually pick them up when I'm in the store. It's picking up my spinach and whatever else I have for the day. But now I'm going to start comparing. Let's see, button, shiitake, which one my should I? yeah, yeah. Well, and... And listen, if you ever have any questions at all, uh, just use me as a resource. And I really appreciate you Absolutely. having me on today. And Absolutely. Yeah. This was wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Now, if you are ready to lose the weight, to get healthy for good, to make permanent changes to your lifestyle for a healthier you, you can go to foxylene.simplybook.me. Again, that's foxylene, one word, dot simplybook, one word, dot me, and get a free plan so you can get started today. If you're ready, just reach out to me, foxylene.simplybook.me, and get your free plan today. Or you can call me at 
704-1497.